Thanks for joining us for Welcome New Life's Sermon of the Week, where it's all good news. To stay up to date on all of our weekly services and events, please visit us at wnla.church. Please enjoy this week's sermon. We hope it encourages you. We started last week uh, a series that we're going to be doing all through November here called Take Courage. Uh, it's all about the, the, the strength, the joy, the courage that you always have available to you, and you get to choose it, right? If you weren't here last night, I'd encourage you to, to uh, get online and check out the podcast, because um, we talked about this word, I said, chazak, all right? It's way better than how it's actually pronounces, pronounced, which is chazak, and I was told that afterwards, but chazak is way better, all right? But it literally means this, to be strong, right? We talked about Joshua. Um, he, the Lord said, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to be with you. I'll never leave you. Only shazak, chazak. The promise was that the Lord would always be with you. The instruction is your job, be strong. You have to choose strength, okay? You have to choose strength. We talked about how we do that, and we're going to be doing that all month here. But one of the ways, and I, I handed out things, as you start to list off the thankfulness that you are to the Lord, you find a deep strength, right? And in fact, it's just like that verse we just read, right? He fills my life with good things so that my youth is renewed. So what am I doing when I'm listing the things, Lord, I'm thankful, Jesus, thank you for, I'm thinking, I see your goodness, I see your goodness, and I'm telling you, it repositions and it changes your heart and it changes your position so that you will, you will be strong. Amen. So we picked on Joshua a little bit last week uh, because he took over for Moses, right? This guy parted the sea, all the plagues of Egypt, led the Israelites through, and we picked on Joshua because now he, he was handed over the reins like, you're in charge. And his instruction was to be strong. Now you're going to enter in. But today, I want to pick on Moses a little bit, all right? Because his beginning wasn't so much more courageous than Joshua's was, all right? If you've, uh, if you've read about, about Moses when uh, he was raised in Egypt, uh, we won't go into all that story, but he killed one of the Egyptians, and the, the real beginning of his story after his adulthood is running and hiding in Midian for years, Right? Why? Because he was scared. They were going to kill him. He had killed one of the Egyptians. And so he found a nice, peaceful little life shepherding out in the wilderness of Midian. He found a beautiful woman, a great father-in-law, and he's just, he's living the dream. I got the sheep. I got the life. Everything's really good. And this is where we pick up Moses. Doesn't seem like much of a leader at the moment, but he's enjoying, uh, enjoying life. Um, and he's walking in, he's doing his duties, he's shepherding out there for, for his father-in-law. Uh, and, and as he's out in the wilderness by himself, he sees this bush that's on fire, which is a curiosity. And, uh, and, and he went over there waiting for it to spread or be consumed, and the bush just wouldn't burn up. So he knew there was something bizarre about this bush that was going on. And so I, we don't know how long he stayed there, long enough to realize this is abnormal, yeah. right? So he approached this bush, and he's, he, he's, he's looking at it, and God speaks to him out of this burning bush. 
All right? Now, I feel, I honestly feel like if God spoke to me, no matter what he said, I would be so courageous. Right? If I heard the audible voice of God, he's like, Andy, go and set my people free. I'd be like, yes, you said so. We'll see. But here's what Moses, Moses, uh, God speaks to Moses and he tells him all these things. He's like, you're going you're gonna to go set my people free. I've heard their cries in slavery in Egypt and I'm going to use you to go and set my people free. Stand before Pharaoh. Remember, these are the very people that Moses was hiding from for all of these years because he'd killed one of them and he was scared. Okay? So God appears to him and says, Moses, take off your shoes. So Moses is barefoot in the wilderness. You have to, I want you to get this. He's barefoot in the wilderness. I'm going to highlight that for a reason. For the place you are standing is holy ground. So you bet. That's an easy one. I'll take my shoes off. No big deal. So Moses takes his shoes off. It's holy ground. Um, And then God tells him all these things that he's going to do. Moses, his first response but, but, and we're going to read this in Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. I'm in the NIV today. Moses answered and said, what if they don't believe me? <laughs> listen to me. Uh, and say, what if they don't believe me? And listen to me. And, say, and, and they say, the Lord didn't appear to you. This is, this is his first response. They're, what if they don't believe me? What am I going to do? The Lord said to him, what's in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Easy enough. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. <laughs> Some translations are like, he leapt back and fled the area. Like, here's what I want you to understand. <laughs> That's why I was really highlighting the, uh, the barefoot thing. Okay? I want you to understand. <laughs> like, if you're standing, now you're barefoot, and you throw your staff down. What's the, it's a snake! <laughs> Fresh meat for them to eat. And he runs. Of course he does. He's terrified. Anybody here been in an encounter with a snake in the wilderness? Yes. My wife and I, it was during the first year of our marriage, we decided to go on a hike in a place called Rattlesnake Ridge. And uh, you know what? Whatever. I'd never, I'd never been, I'd seen gardener, sna- gardener snakes because they're all over here, but no rattlesnakes. But So we're walking out there and, and uh, I hear this, Ooh, what was that? And it stops. I'm like, oh. Is that a snake? And initially I'm curious. So I take a rock and I walk over to where the bush is where I think it is. And I just drop it in there. And it goes, and Stephanie and I, we ran so fast. Like I literally running back down, down the, the mountain where we came from. I, every time there was even a brush near my feet, I would leap in the air through there because in my imagination, there were snakes everywhere. I'm marching in Rattlesnake Ridge, and I'm telling you, I was scared to death, and I had shoes on. So before we pick on poor Moses, God just punked him a little bit. Well, God wouldn't do that. I think God has a great sense of humor. Throw that snake down. Take your shoes off first. (laughs) Okay, he probably wasn't quite like that. But he's, take your shoes off. Throw that down, and it becomes a snake, and Moses freaks out and runs. And then, and then the Lord says to him, reach out and (laughs) reach out your hand and take it by the tail, not by the head. I've seen Steve Irwin. You grab it so it can't bite you. Grab it by the tail. (laughs) Barefoot Moses, snake there, grab it by the tail. 
And to his credit, he reaches out and grabs it, and it turns back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Okay? So he's scared of going back to his people, the the Hebrew people in the land of Egypt, because he doesn't think they're going to believe him. So God says, this is the sign. He then goes on and says, stick your hand in, pull it out, now it's all leprosy. Put it back, come back out, it's healed again. All right? Moses goes on and on from here. God has just showed him a couple amazing things, but he continues excuses. Uh, I can't talk, I need help, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And yet God still uses him. <laughs> he grows, he, he, becomes, he becomes stronger and more courageous. I, I want to start by just pointing this out to you, right? You may feel like Joshua, that you're being asked to step out, and, and you're just at the stage one. I'm telling you, just start stepping, and you'll start to see yourself grow into the calling and you'll look back at the end of your life and go, wow, look what God did yeah. through obedience. That's the, this is the most important thing that, that matters to the Lord. Not your talents, not how amazing you are, not how good looking you are. He's looking for people who will be obedient. And I believe part of this was a test to Moses. He's like, hey, boom, there's a snake. Snake, watch out. Ah! Grab it, grab it. Are you going to grab it? Are you going to obey the voice of God? Grab it. And Moses obeys. He's like, okay, I can use you. I think it was just as much a sign to Moses as it was to the people. And God used him as he reached out and took it by the tail. Take courage by the tail, folks. Courage always is required because you're going to have so many snake moments in your life. Honestly, life is filled with snake moments. Maybe not literal snakes, but those moments where it's like, ah! and God's like, grab it by the tail. Seize the day. Grab it. Take it. Reach out your hand and grab the snake. Be strong. Be courageous. Now listen closely. I believe without the reaching out in faith by us, miracles are very few and far between. I believe almost every miracle takes a courageous act of faith. Because to us, those moments, there's a snake on the ground. Snake! And God's like, reach out. Are you going to step out in faith? Miracles happen when people take courage and step out. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't perform the miracle. How many here can turn a snake into a stick? Not me. But what I can do is listen to the Lord and reach out, even if I'm terrified. That's what faith is. And when the Lord speaks it, he will accomplish it. And it is our privilege to cooperate, but it's going to take courage. Miracles come from courageous obedience. Miracles come from courageous obedience where men and women of God seize the day. Carpe diem, right? Grab the snake, grab it. No, you, Lord, turn it back into a, snap, a staff, then I'll step out. Do the miracle, and then I'll step out in faith. And he's like, step out in faith, and I'll do the miracle. Amen. I'm telling you, this walk he's invited you is terrifying but it's the best. 
Because when he asks you to do God-sized things, he's only asking you to obey. Not to perform them, but to obey. And then he comes through. Obedience, obedience. Reach out and take today by the tail. Where did Moses' worries come from? What was his main concern? He was worried about tomorrow. Follow me here. God tells him, I'm going to do all these things for you. And he's like, oh, what if they don't listen to me? I don't even talk well. I stutter all the time. I can't do it. I, I can't do what you're asking me to do tomorrow. And so God gets his attention on today. Grab the snake. Ah! You can only take courage today. You can't take it tomorrow. We, we feel, Moses was filled with worry and dread because he was still concerned about what was going to happen tomorrow. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. All we know is we have today, and today is the only day that I can be courageous. I can't be courageous tomorrow. I can't be courageous yesterday. I can only be courageous and strong today. Right now, this is the day the Lord has made. Seize this day. Grab the snake today. We fill our lives with worry and concern about tomorrow, and it paralyzes us. Because I can't do anything about tomorrow. Now, I'm not saying we don't, we're not, we don't plan and we don't, you know what, I'm going to aim for this. I'm going to head this way. I think this is what the Lord leading me. But I can't do that tomorrow. I do that today. Amen. And I hold tomorrow like this because who knows if I'll even be here tomorrow. So I will take today, every moment, I will take it, even if it's a snake moment, I, I will reach down and grab today, carpe diem, seize the day, take courage. Because today is the only day that God will do a miracle in your life. When tomorrow comes, it'll be today. <laughs> Don't worry if God's going to perform a miracle tomorrow. Tomorrow hasn't arrived yet. Today is the day to be strong and courageous. This is the day the Lord has made. Today is the only day that you can take courage. I got to have my, uh, my monthly Corey Ten Boom quote. Uh, love her to death. Uh, she says this, worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once. It's moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Jesus says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? I think we get caught up in this lifestyle way too often, and we're trying to carry tomorrow today, and the, the Lord's given us grace for today and bright hope for tomorrow. <laughs> so if your tomorrow is not filled with hope, you're, carry, you're trying to carry it today. The God of all hope will fill you. You can take hold of courage today. You can be strong today. You can chesek today, not tomorrow. It's not just a catchy saying to get you pumped up and ready to go, but you can feel free to be pumped up if you want. I want to go, to, uh, I want to, I want to go into a new gear here of some ridiculously good news. Who, anybody need some more ridiculously good news? I mean, this is good. We could stop now. But I got even more here. Ephesians chapter 5. Get ready for some ridiculously good news. It says this. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. 
making the most of every opportunity. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. I'm going to press pause because I love pressing pause. On your way out today, just look at somebody and just start singing a song to them. It's right here in the Bible. I got, you know what? I just got a new song from the Lord. You lo- Jesus loves you. This is the scripture. Feel free. And, and you can annoy your friends with this. And if they get mad at you, say, hey, you're breaking the, the law and the word of God. All right. So, <laughs> speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Oh, I love that. That's fun. Then we, and it ends with this. It says, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to break this down and we're going to leave here ridiculously happy. All right? Because initially it seems a little scary. Be careful how you live. The days are evil. Okay. Oh, this evil day is going to kill me. I'm so scared of today. That's, that's not what God's trying to say. He's saying, be careful how you live because the days are evil. I'm not saying the days aren't evil, but I'm challenging us to change our perspective of evil. Yeah. Okay? We often look at evil as something that we need to be scared of. Now, I, we don't go engage in with it, but what, e- what is evil? It's a snake! That's what it is. It's that. The days are evil. They're under a curse. And we are called to make the most. <gasps> Grab that snake. Now, here's where it's going to get fun. So it says this. Make the most of it, right? Make the most of every opportunity that you're given. Make the most of it because the days are evil. And you know how much I love my strongest concordance here. Make the most of. It's one word. Exagorazo. And it means to redeem. The word make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil literally means redeem every moment. It's the exact same word that, 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 that is said when it's talking about when Jesus, in Galatians 3, it says he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Jesus redeemed us. Same word. And then he looks at us and he's like, now you redeem every moment, every opportunity, every snake, every, all these evil things I want to redeem with you. The years the locusts had eaten, let's redeem it. This opportunity, make the, redeem it. That's how you make the most of it. You bring it back to the Lord. Not to be scared of these opportunities, not to be scared of the snakes, but to bring them under the redemption of Jesus Christ. Just like you are under the blood of Jesus, you have been redeemed. You were under a curse before you came to Christ. That's what the days are under. They're under a curse. And he's like, now go bring my kingdom. Let's redeem mankind. Let's make the most of every opportunity. Redeem every moment. And you have been redeemed by the name of Jesus. Amen? The Bible's not trying to scare, Jesus is not trying to scare you with evil days. He's trying to invite you to pick up the snake. Take hold of it. Seize the day. Redeem it. 
Reach out in faith. Take courage. Fear of anything other than God leads to weakness and depression and anxiety. And this is why the Bible tells us the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. God is the only one we should fear. Everything else comes under the redemption of God. So then it goes on here, and this is where we conclude. It says, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, because I don't want to just leave you with good, good thoughts and good ideas. I want to give you specific instructions because we want to walk out of here and know how to be strong, how to take courage, how to seize the moment, to redeem the moment, not just think good things about them, but to literally do something to reposition my mind and my heart to a position of strength and courage. And so I want to look at this word. He says, so he, he leaves us with this. The days are evil, being the most of every opportunity, sing to each other in the face, all of those things. Now sing and make melody in your heart. Sing and make music in your heart. And that word right there, make melody, it's solo. It's, a word, it's a, one of the words that means to, to worship, right? And it literally means to, I'm going to borrow this guitar here. Do not be ready to be impressed by my skills, all right? I mean, you can be if you want. This word, make melody, make music, solo, it means to pluck the strings. Okay, you're, you, you, it says do this in your heart. Make melody, pluck the strings of your heart. This means you get to choose something. I choose what music to play with my heart. The Lord is inviting you into a position of strength and courage. Now, I, I can play all the minor chords. Ah, it's all gonna be sad. I don't know any other minor chords. <laughs> Run, it's scary out there, right? I, I literally get to decide what song my heart sings. I have control over my heart. My heart wants to try to control me, but I have control over what strings to pluck. Oh, gee, that's an easy one to play. And it, it sounds nice. I love you, Lord. Oh, that's good. And I lift my voice. Okay, see what I'm doing? I'm forcing my heart to do something, even if I'm not feeling it. I love you, Lord. Okay, I'm going to say it again. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, there's a minor chord. Still a good one. Oh, my soul rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. There you go. But look at this. The, the Bible is giving us a key here. Pluck the strings of your heart. Play the right chords. Amen. 
choose the right melody with your heart to the Lord because it will determine your perspective. And it will invite you into a place of strength or if I'm singing the blues, country western, it will invite me into a place of weakness. And if I'm singing rap, it's just inevitable. I'm going to, no, that's, that's not true. Just for fun of this, just for fun, our heart literally has strings. Literally. They're tendons, actually. And I got, a, I, got, I got some pictures up here. But in your heart, and I want to read you the scientific definition of these chords and what, what their purpose is, just because it made me happy. And we'll just read this for fun. Talking about these chords, their tendons in your heart, it says these chords are designed to control the movement of the valve leaflets, similar to the ropes attached to a sailboat. Like ropes, they allow the sail to bulge outwards in the direction of the wind, but prevents them from helplessly flapping in the breeze. In other words, they allow the valve to open and shut in a given direction, but not beyond a certain point. Playing the melody in my heart. It's like the sails, these tendons. I'm opening the, the, to the wind of the Spirit Amen. to direct me and push me and give me strength because I am a sailboat, not a motorboat. And I need the Holy Spirit. So I have to play the strings of my heart. Lord, my heart, my, the, my heart is wanting this, and I know it's not right. My heart, the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things, and who can fathom it? And so what do I do when my heart is desiring sin and depravity? I'm like, no, we're not going to play that chord anymore. We're going to play, I love you, Lord. That's the, that's the right chord. That's what the word says. And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice Take joy, my king. Oh, I still want this. No. In what you hear, may it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. And if my heart's still trying to go this way, we're going back to the refrain. All right. Take joy. And we're going to go and we're going to play the strings. We're going to make melody in our heart. We're going to sing our praise because without it, I'm weak and I need the Holy Spirit and his strength to push me and give me the courage and give me the strength because life is filled with poisonous snakes because the days are evil. And God has sent you and chosen you to redeem every moment because you have been redeemed. When you come to Jesus, he literally buys back everything in your life. You are no longer under the curse. When the Bible says the days are evil, your days aren't. Yeah, but this, this, no, no, no. Play the strings. Play the right notes. Make the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ who has a better testimony for you. That's faith. We're going we're gonna to conclude here. Uh, I do want you to, uh, we have a gift for you today. Um, everybody, as you walk out today, we'll have some folks in the back and you're all going to get a guitar pick as you walk out. Because you need to, we need to practice. We need to practice, folks. We do. We got to practice. I mean, maybe you're not really going to practice the guitar, but practice playing the music of the Lord to your heart, from your heart to Him. 
because it's easy to see the curse and it's easy to confess the curse and see the days are evil. Oh, it's so bad out there. I'm just going to stay home now. At least the Hallmark Channel's on to bring me joy. <laughs> Listen, it's not enough to fill your life even with the Hallmark Channel. It's got to be to the Lord, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need you. You are my strength, Father God. I worship only you. My heart is all yours. And we are a people that are not pushed by what we feel. We turn our heart and we command it where to go. We take courage. And we take today by the tail. And I want to encourage you. Who is it? What is the opportunity you have today? Who can I encourage? Who can I reach out to? What can I redeem today? Because today is all the day I have right now. I hope for tomorrow, and I take courage today. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church. 